Hi guys, welcome to a new episode of Big Sister Conversations, a show for young women who want to grow in their faith, make better choices, and strengthen their relationships. I'm your host, Daniela. People assume Christians are boring because there seems to be a really long list of do's and don'ts to adhere to. They think most Christian activities aren't fun because all Christians do is pray for hours, go to church, read the Bible, you know, all these boring things. The average young person wants to enjoy life because, you know, and you know, being a Christian seems incompatible with the idea of fun. In today's episode, we are going to talk about if being a Christian is really fun. But before we get into the conversation fully, please subscribe to the podcast so that you can find it easily when you want to listen again. You know, you don't just want to start searching for it. You can subscribe to my newsletter to become a part of the community. I send encouraging and personal emails every month to keep you hopeful and inspired. The link is in the show notes. Today's social media shout out goes to Annie Keys. Here's what she said. Oh, he. (laughs) I'm so grateful for this podcast. It was timely and really helpful. Thank you, big sister. Thank you so much, Anikis. Thank you for your review. Thank you so, so much. You guys, if you haven't reviewed, please do so. You can do so on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. It really means a lot. It helps more people discover the podcast. And it also just builds credibility. Thank you. Life is full of defining moments. You know those moments where something significant happens to or in you that changes the shape of your life forever. It changes the pattern of your life. It changes how your life is going. So I had one of such moments in my second year in the university. I had just started to take my relationship with God seriously and I was determined to live for God. But, you know, I think I was a little extreme at that point. So I cut out boys. I cut out secular music, novels, movies, because I just really wanted to focus on God. I was in a place where I had lived my own way for so long, and now I'm coming back to Jesus. I wanted to get it right. So I cut away all these things from my life. But nobody warned me that it was going to be lonely, you guys. (laughs) It was the loneliest period of my life. I was bored. I was frustrated. All my life revolved around was school, was God, was church. I had no fun. I was barely talking to my friends because at that point, I was even trying to sift and know who my friends really were. I was healing from a breakup. Gosh, you guys, it was horrid. It was horrid. (laughs) I mean, I'm really grateful for that moment because it shaped my life and gave me such a strong foundation. But I won't lie, it was hard and I wasn't prepared for it. So I remember one particular day in my hostel, I was really frustrated and bored. And I was just like, God, this is not the life I signed up for. I mean, I want Jesus, but I also want to enjoy life on earth before heaven. I don't want to go to hell, but I want to also enjoy my life on earth. And I wasn't enjoying it at that moment. So I was really restless and frustrated. And then I decided to take a walk, hoping that things would get better. It did not. I went to see a friend. For some reason, he just annoyed me. And I just got back to my hostel and I was crying. God, I cannot do this. I didn't sign up for this life, right? I'm just trying to make heaven. (laughs) Like, can't I make heaven and still live a good life? And it was really difficult. So the next day, as I was studying my Bible, I stumbled on a scripture that changed my life forever, you guys. Till today, this scripture is an anchor scripture for me. So the scripture is John 6.68. I'm going to give you some context. 
Jesus was teaching. He was talking about how he is the bread of life. And he was saying that anybody that wants eternal life has to eat my flesh and drink my blood. And the Jews at that time, God had given them a strict law that they, they, they're not to be cannibals. They can't eat human flesh. They can't drink human blood. Actually, nobody in their right senses should eat human flesh or drink human blood. So the Jews were confused. All the people following him were confused. And they began to say to themselves, like, this is a hard teaching. Who can accept it? And then the Bible says that the disciples, like not the 12 now, Jesus had more disciples than those 12. The 12 were just the core disciples. So those disciples, the other ones were like, oh, we cannot do this. So I can't be a cannibal. Now salvation I want. <laughs> like why must it be so difficult? So the Bible says that they turned back and refused to follow him. Then Jesus looked to the 12 and said, what about you guys? Everybody's leaving. Are you going to leave? Because what I'm saying sounds like trash. And then Simon Peter said something that I would never forget. He said, Lord, to whom do we go? You alone have the words that give eternal life. You guys, that was the transforming moment for me. I realized that there is no life outside of God, regardless of how difficult, in quotes, difficult, regardless of how difficult life in God is, what is outside is emptiness. Simon Peter had come to a point where he's like, even if what Jesus is saying doesn't make sense, even though this is a hard teaching, there's nothing outside. We die here. Actually, we live here. And so for me, that was what just changed my perspective entirely. Right now, my life is not fun. That's at that, at that season of my life. My life was not fun. It was boring. I was depressed. I wasn't enjoying it. I was healing from a breakup. I was craving human interaction. Even though, yes, I was being extreme, but I needed it at that moment. But I also realized that what I'm craving doesn't give me life. This place that I'm in, this is where life is. And so to answer the question, is being a Christian really fun? I think we'd first have to redefine fun. What is fun? Anything that leads to life is fun. Anything that leads to death is not fun, regardless of how interesting it might seem. Let me explain what I mean. So they tell someone, if you change your diet, you will live a long life. But if you continue to eat pastries, sugar, donuts, you know, all those unhealthy junk food, you will die in five years. But if you decide to eat right and cut out junk food, you will live till you're 18. I promise you, you will find eating junk food terrible and disgusting because you know it's going to lead to death. Is it sweet? Yes, it is. But when you think of the outcome, you know that it's not fun. That's how it is with being a Christian. Well, that's a very good analogy, but just stick with me. I would explain this better. So let's first agree, right? The idea of fun must be something that leads to life. I like this passage in um, Hebrews 11, where the Bible was talking about the heroes of faith. And the Bible talks about Moses. We know Moses now. Moses was this guy who was born and then the king's daughter adopted him. And so basically he became royalty, even though he was an Israelite. But the Bible says that Moses turned his back on the fleeting pleasures of sin and instead chose to suffer with God's people. Why would somebody do that? Think about it. Moses had money, mad money as a royal. Moses had access to whatever he wants he had servants he had power he had influence he had money he would never suffer again yet he turned his back to all of that and instead chose to lead stubborn people out of egypt he chose a harder life why because moses had a higher perspective of fun 
Moses looked ahead. So when you think about life, yes, we only live once, right? YOLO. That's true. But the life we live is eternal. Whether you're going to end up in hell or whether you're going to end up in heaven, life is actually eternal for every person. But when Jesus says, I have come to give you eternal life, he's talking about abundance of life not life that not not the kind of life that you're alive but your existence is miserable your internal existence is miserable so when we talk about fun you have to just first think of this life i have is a long life is a forever life yes there's limited time on earth but your life is going to last for a long time and the choices you make daily are either choosing life or death so yes you want to have fun but your definition of fun must be things that lead to life things that lead to life. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. So we already know that anything that has to do with life is found in God. The Bible says that the thief, that's speaking of the devil, comes to steal, to kill, and to destroy. But Jesus said, I have come that you may have life, and you may have life in abundance. So honestly, the definition of fun is in Jesus. You have to become a Simon Peter where you sing, Lord, even though it is hard right now, to whom do we go? You alone. You alone have the words of eternal life. That's the foundation and the starting point of fun. Now about do's and don'ts, about you know the restrictions of Christianity and all of that. Let's let's just talk about that for a moment. It's being a Christian regimented. Like, do you have to live a regimented lifestyle to be a Christian? Yes, to some extent. You know, I'll call it spade a spade and not deceive you. But you should also know that there's freedom in Christ. There is freedom in Christ. The Bible says that Jesus did not come to make us slaves to the law. In Galatians 4.45, actually, Jesus came to buy freedom for us who were slaves to the law so that God could adopt us as his very own children. So, first of all, you need to realize that the list of do's and don'ts, they don't necessarily exist when you put your faith in Jesus. This is not to say that there are not things you, you do or there are not things you don't do. What I'm saying is you're not subject to the law. All those laws in Deuteronomy, Leviticus, all those plenty, plenty laws, you are not subject to them because God has placed the spirit in you to regulate your behavior. So by the spirit, you know what is right and you know what is wrong and you are enabled to do them. But there's no list of regulations that you keep. So Christians don't wake up every day and go and check the Bible. What can I do? What can I not do? No, no, no. That's not how we live. We live as we are motivated by the Holy Ghost. Once you are saved, the Holy Spirit comes in you. He's your regulation mechanism. He helps you do what is right and he helps you know what is wrong. He helps you differentiate what is right from what is wrong. So the thing is you have freedom. You're not a slave to the law. But you have to understand that freedom comes with boundaries. That is what true freedom means. I love the scripture in um, Proverbs 25, 28. It says that a man without discipline is like a city with broken down walls. If you've ever read the story of, you know, the, um, the children of Israel marching around the walls of Jericho and the walls coming down, the city of Jericho was probably one of the most fortified cities in ancient times. Those walls could not have been pulled down by anything short of a supernatural force. The children of Israel, with all their military might and numbers, could not have done anything to those walls. The walls were so thick that chariots could ride on them. Like, the city of Jericho was extremely fortified. No enemy could come against them unless God was with that people that was fighting with them. That's why the Israelites, the way they won was supernatural. There was no natural way they could have won. 
the city of Jericho was fortified. And that's what it is. Imagine if the city wasn't fortified. They did not need to march. They would just take them immediately. They would just go carry all of them, burn them. It would be so easy. And so that's what freedom is like for the believer. It comes with boundaries. But what you need to see boundaries as things that protect you and not stifle you. So using the walls of Jericho again, the walls of Jericho were meant to protect the people, the inhabitants of Jericho, to protect them from outsiders. So the walls were... the main reason of the war was not to keep people out but to secure the people inside that's how boundaries are so yes for the believer we have boundaries we live a, we live a life that is full of boundaries i agree with you but the boundaries are to protect us and not to prevent what is outside do you get the main function of the boundary is not to say don't do this don't do this don't. the main function of the boundary is actually for your protection so you have freedom, but you must renew your idea of freedom. You must renew your idea of fun. Any form of freedom that does not have boundaries or responsibilities is a dangerous kind of freedom that will lead you to the grave. If you notice, if you decide to follow your flesh and do whatever you want, you will not live a very happy life. So you feel like doing A, you do A. You feel like doing B, you do B. You don't feel like doing A, you do. You will not have a good life. Think, for instance, I don't feel like working every day, but I have to work because I need to earn money. If I don't earn money, I will be broke. If I'm broke, I will starve. If I starve, I will die. So it's that kind of stuff. Discipline, boundaries protect you. Yes, they limit your freedom. But any form of freedom that is not limited is a dangerous and very destructive kind of freedom. So as a believer, you have freedom in Christ, right? But your freedom comes with boundaries. And that boundary is regulated by the Holy Spirit that is in you. It's the Holy Spirit that sets the boundaries for you. So you don't go about holding a list, ticking A, or oh, I've done A today, I'd not do B tomorrow. No, that's not how we live. But the Holy Spirit teaches us how to live. Another thing, again, with freedom, right, is that the Bible says in 1 Corinthians 10, 23, everything is permissible, but not everything is beneficial, Everything is permissible, but not everything builds you up. So yes, you have freedom, but is it beneficial? Yes, you want to have fun, but that activity, is it beneficial? Is that activity building you up? You have the right, honestly, there's nowhere in scripture that forbids you from smoking, for instance. There's nowhere in scripture that forbids you from partying. Okay, we are maybe drunk in orgies and all, but there's nowhere in scripture that forbids some of the things that we do. And there's nowhere in scripture that forbids some trends. There are some trends that Christians obviously should not jump on. But it's because, you know, it's, this is not building me up. This is not beneficial. Anything that doesn't build you up, no matter how interesting it is, it's not fun. Anything that doesn't build you up, no matter how interesting it is, it's not fun. Your definition of fun and freedom is in Christ. And it must be something that is beneficial or something that builds you up. So to answer the question, is Christianity really fun? Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Because Christianity leads to life and anything that leads to life is fun. So once again, you might need to adjust your perspectives on fun, on boundaries, on freedom. But once you have the right perspective, you would realize that you can never live your best life out of Jesus. Because anything outside of Jesus leads to death, no matter how adventurous it may seem in the moment. It's only in Jesus you find life. It's only in Jesus you find fun. It's only in Jesus you, fi you find true freedom. Thank you for listening to this episode of Big Sister Conversations. If you liked it, please rate and leave a review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Eniola underscore Adeko to keep up with me and keep the conversation going. 
Until next time, remember that God loves you and I am rooting for you.